The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. If you change your name, does that change your personality, do you think? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess it depends. It might. It, that's a tough question. You should have given me a little warning. Uh, I, I just came up with it. But it, it, tonight we're going to be talking about the hidden meaning of names. And our guest will be Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She's a nemologist. And uh, she knows how to take someone's name and determine what it tells her and should tell others about their personality. And uh, also more spiritual things as well. Uh, she's written several books on the topic, and we're going to have a very interesting discussion that will not only include talking about how it all works, but taking phone calls and giving people an opportunity to figure out what their names mean tonight. So do we want to know what our I names I don't know. I was, I was kind of wondering that I same mean, thing. Do we really want to do that? Maybe I'll tell her my name's Jim. You tell her your name's Jason. See what, see what happens there. Really throw <laughs> some things <laughs> off. <laughs> throw but, the stars off. Huh? Exactly. But hey, everybody, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. If you haven't yet, head over to Facebook.com slash Beyond Reality Radio and like that Facebook page for us. Then head to BeyondRealityRadio.com. We can download all, well, I'm down, you can download the uh, smartphone apps, which allow you to listen live, catch past shows, join the online chat and more. Or you can find all the stations where and across the country, which that list is constantly being updated, new stations being added all the time, so check it often. And uh, Or you can listen right there from the website. Just click the Listen Live button and, and listen while you're uh, hanging out at the website. If you download the show from iTunes or anywhere else, just take two seconds of your time and rate it for us. It helps push it forward and makes it easier to find, and that's what it's all about. You sound a little phlegmy still. draining. That, that cold. It's it's always this time of the year. Mm-hmm. It beats me up. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's because my kids, they're like just these walking Petri dishes. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend anyway. A um, couple show notes. Just want to mention this before we get started. Tomorrow night we have Carissa Renteria joining us. She's a practicing witch. She's going to offer a higher perspective on magic. That's magic with a K. Can magic save us from the darkness of the world and from the darkness of our own minds? Magic is another healing modality that may that many overlook, thanks to the demonization of witches and warlocks. That'll be tomorrow night's program. And then Thursday, Lisa Campion, a psychic and energy healer. We're going to be talking about everything from energy vampires. And, uh, and that's a term that gets talked about a lot these days. Uh, we all know people who seem to suck the life force right out of us. I, I know and Brian used to do that to me pretty much. <laughs> and, but, uh, and we're going to be talking about a lot of that and, and just how to deal with it and how to deal with your boss and family members and uh, the list goes on and on. Yeah, so I mean, be if, a good show. I mean, you had that experience with Brian, obviously, but um, you know, what if it's somebody that you have to be with? What if it's a family member or like, like um, uh, Lisa talks about, it's, it could be your boss or a coworker that you just really don't have any choice, but you have to be around that person. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah. So you got to find ways that you can uh, defend yourself um, and uh, also prepare yourself for that so that it doesn't bring you down. Um, you know, as the old saying goes, it's hard to soar like a Turk, uh, you know, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys, right? Is that yeah. how the well, saying, saying goes? Ain't cool being no jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. What movie did that come from? I have come no on. idea. Oh, come on. Trading Places. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but we're also, she's going to teach us how to spot energy vampires and how to keep yourself from getting drained. They're the ones with the fangs. Yeah. Psychic fangs. Psychic fangs. Yeah. Not, Psychic not, fangs. not in their mouths. Yeah. So, but anyways, so. You and I were talking uh, earlier about this North Carolina boy, and I don't know if you all heard in the news, but a three-year-old North Carolina boy, three-year-old, uh, he was found after missing in the woods for two days. 
And uh, it's, a, it's definitely a weird story. A three-year-old boy was found after missing uh, for two days in the North Carolina woods. But he says he hung out with a bear. Now, it's even stranger because, I mean, North Carolina had killer temperatures. Yeah, it was really, really cold. Yeah, Really? So mm-hmm. so the child, Casey Hathaway, was playing outside his great-grandmother's house with two other children on Tuesday when he apparently wandered off into the woods, according to a report by local news channel WITN. Um, hundreds of people, uh, drones, helicopters, and search dogs searched more than 1,000 acres for the boy but were unable to find him. Over the next few days, the area experienced freezing temperatures and heavy rain, and some began to fear the worst, of course. Um, Three years old, I would have. Um, Lisa uh, Fraker, who had joined the search party, was back at home on Thursday evening when she decided to take her dogs out for a walk. She had just stepped outside when she heard what she thought might be crying. Fraker put her dogs back in the house and ran up to to the, the street, asking an emergency responder to come and listen to the sound. Uh, she says, next thing you know, the emergency responder was coming back telling me that, yes, he heard it too. Then everybody was running up there, and all of a sudden I heard he was found. Uh, EMS Captain Shane Greer found Hathaway tangled up in thorn bushes. Greer told WITN that Hathaway seemed to be all right. You could tell he was very cold, so we immediately started warming him up, and once we got him in the vehicle, uh, Greer said, the more we warmed him up, the better he seemed. Uh, after being transported to the hospital, they said he was cut and bruised, uh, but otherwise unharmed. But uh, he was telling people, again, that he pretty much had hung out with a bear for those days. And there's been all this different speculation because North Carolina has been a hot spot lately for Bigfoot. So I don't know if that's a far fetch. But well, I mean, the first thing you think is, is a bear going to be that friendly? Well, and that, um, that was my you know, first so, so you have to wonder if, if that... Uh, could happen, and maybe it could, I don't know. Um, but then you start to think, well, was it a creature that he mistook for a bear, like a Sasquatch-type creature that cared for him, kept him warm, kept him safe until he was found? It, it, I mean, it's a, it's a great thing to uh, consider, and it certainly uh, warrants some additional uh, investigation. I don't know... You know, I don't know the full story. I don't know exactly how he described it. Um, and I imagine that, you know, the family's just trying to thank their lucky stars that he got home That's safely. A blessing. It's a yeah. blessing that he's okay. Yeah, but man, I mean, that is that is very intriguing and it's worth another look for sure. Yeah, so definitely it's a weird story out of North Carolina and, uh, you know, prayers that, that he is okay, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, you know, geez, definitely just uh, strange and you never know, you know guardian angel or something just somebody was looking well, out for him. that's another thing too maybe it wasn't uh maybe it was something else um you know um put manifesting itself as a bear-like creature too it could have been spiritual who yeah. knows i mean it is a bit it is basically a miracle that the young boy survived in such horrible weather conditions and it's that, that was actually unusual for north carolina um to have such severe such, weather yeah and- uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to say, and he survived, which in itself is a miracle. So maybe there was a spiritual component to this, too. Well, and Hathaway's aunt, Brianna Hathaway, wrote on her Facebook that her nephew seems fine. Uh, Casey is healthy, smiling, and talking. He says he hung out with a bear for two days. God sent him uh, a friend to keep him safe. He said that? He said God sent him a friend? Well, no, she said she said God that. sent okay. him a friend yep. to keep him safe. Uh, but she also wrote on the Facebook uh on our Facebook page, that one of her nephew's favorite things is the Russian cartoon Masha and the Bear. Oh, hmm. I don't know what that cartoon is, but Neither um, do I. but since it has the bear in the title, I guess that's all we need to know. Um, you know, I know Slick has been trying to uh, get someone from the family to come on the program to talk a little bit about this experience, and uh, hopefully, we'll have some success, some success with that. 
yeah, bottom line is he's he's okay, and that's that's all that truly matters. So hopefully we can get some more answers, though. Yeah, I hope so. Um, okay, so we're going to get ready to take a break, and when we come back, we'll bring our guest for the evening in. Again, it's Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She is a nemologist, which is a variation of the word nameologist. She'll explain why. Uh, she's written a number of books that uh, help you determine how you can figure out the uh, hidden meaning within your name and the names of others. And we will be taking your phone calls later in the program to uh, judge what your names mean. And take down that number. It's 844-687-7669. Again, toll free at 844-687-7669. You listen to Jason and JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products. And all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark. Because you deserve to save too. Become a shark. And save. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio with Jason and JV. Our guest tonight, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, is an hemologist. Several books to her credit, including Know the Name, Know the Person, Know the Name, Know the Spirit, and Know the Name, Know How to Connect. A lot of things to talk about tonight. Her website is knowthename.com. Sharon, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's an honor to have you here tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, Did you on. know that a, a local university literally said you can even tell what somebody's going to look like by their name now from their research? You, you can actually determine their physical appearance by knowing their name ahead of time? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what this university came out and just announced within the last two weeks. And I thought, isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. Um, before we get too deeply into this, tell us what nameology. Now, is it pronounced nameology or nemology? Well, I couldn't trademark a common word like name, and so my dad suggested that I use the Latin spelling for the word name, N-E-I-M, but I pronounce it name, okay. like a normal uh, name. You got, Okay, so that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, obviously, this all started somewhere for you. Tell us how you got started. I was doing a seating chart in my seventh year of teaching, and I realized as I started the fourth classroom that I was thinking just like I do once I know the kids, you know, like Joshua can't sit next to Julie together. They're going to be clowns and Stephanie's stubborn and Derek's going to need extra help. And it dawned on me, I went, wait a minute, I don't know these kids. I only have their names. And so I was very curious. So I wrote down, I went back to every class and I wrote down all 150 students I'd be helping that year. And I wrote down what my impression was of them from their name. Now, I've always been intuitive. Um, starting as a child, and I was a math major, and I have my master's, so I have patterns in my head. So anyway, I put that aside, and I looked at it at winter break and saw the accuracy of it, and I thought, okay, my brain's picked up some kind of a pattern. How do I make conscious what's unconscious? And then I just started with 
There was a plethora of Davids in my life, eight of them. So I wrote down a big chart and put all the Davids across the top and started saying, what have I observed on this one and this one and that one? What's common? It's got to come from David. What's not common? It's got to come from the middle or the last name. And that's how it started. Now, are you the first to recognize these patterns? I am the first to do nameology science. Yes, it's my creation. And it took me 15 years to create, and then I tested it in over 70 countries, uh, different languages, to see its accuracy for three years following my 15 years of research. So the answer is yes, it's my baby. So as you were making this initial seating chart, when you started to recognize that these patterns existed based on not just the first letter of a name or the name itself or a vowel in the name, I mean, there's some intricacies here, um, but you were doing this kind of unconsciously or subconsciously. Correct. And then it was like, how do I make it conscious? So I went through, um, and our trademark companies, uh, when I went in for the trademark on it, they were the ones that said it was a science because you have to describe how you went about doing it in great detail. And they said, no, you use scientific methodology and it's repeatable and anybody can repeat the same results. And so they called it nameology science and they would only trademark it if I called it a science also. Interesting. So you mentioned the word, the name David, um, and you started, you made a chart, you started to compare characteristics of each of these individual Davids that you knew. Um, did you determine that everyone that has the name David is effectively the same? No, but they start with the same ingredients. It's like saying that the first name or the ingredients in the kitchen that you have to work with and the last name tells you what recipes you can make out of those ingredients and which ones you'll use and if you'll ignore some of them. So, in essence, what I found was the first name is the essence of who we are. The middle name, if you have one, is how you can change and morph when you're under stress, and that's how you would behave. And the last name is what we pull to us and other people and other people's influence on us. And then we broke it down even more because the first letter and the first name is the first impression you get from someone. And you guys both have J's, and J's, we just know that you're brilliant from the get-go. This is and a guest then, that knows how to treat the hosts. I'm just going to say that. I just, right need, I just need, her, I need her to talk to my wife and tell her that. <laughs> and then the last letter in the first name is our lasting impression of the person, and the first thing we talk about them behind their backs. And then the first vowel in the first name is our communication style, our learning style, what kind of gifts we like, anything that has to do with communication. Well, it's interesting because I thought initially, well, initially I thought that it was just pretty much based off of your first name, but your whole name comes into play in this. Right, because if not, every David would be the same, every Jason would be the same, you know, and and they're not. And and what about, um, you know, as time goes on, do these characteristics morph over time as somebody ages or is it, are these traits that are, uh, you know, inherent and connected to the name throughout the person's entire life? It's connected throughout the entire life. Now you can do this little trick that you do with the name and you can find out where the focus is and what characteristics they're going to be developing at what years in their life, because you, you have all of them, but you may not cook or make a dessert or whatever out of all of them initially. You know, they, some of them will come in first, and then other ones will follow. And your name literally gives you that pattern and that sequence. So does the person make the name, or does the name make the person? I want to say it's a bit of both, and let me tell you why. So 
according to the Zohar, which the first seven religions all base their belongings on, which is why we have similar stories like the flood and all of that, um, according to the Zohar, the incoming soul impresses upon the one naming them what they want to be called. So we name ourselves. So that's the religious viewpoint. Now, there's two sciences. One is called somatics, and one is bioacoustics. And both of those have shown that the sounds that you identify with literally can change your DNA, and they have sound healing. And so it's what sound do you identify with more than any other? But your name, because when somebody asks you, who are you, you answer with your name as if that should say it all. And it does if you know nameology science. Very interesting. We're talking with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. By the way, the website is knowthename.com. She's the author of several books and the, I suppose we'd say, inventor of nameology. The books are called Know the Name, Know the Person, Know the Name, Know the Spirit, and Know the Name, Know How to Connect. Yeah, Sharon, I want to ask one quick question, though. When So the first name, the middle name, the last name, all... You're, you're able to uh, you know, figure, some, figure somebody out with that. But how does that change when uh, a woman takes her husband's last name? Well, the last name always represents your environmental influence. And so the woman's environmental influence has primarily been her parents. And when she changes, now her environmental influence is primarily her husband. And so that's reflected in his last name when she takes it. So she tends to what, take on his traits with, with the last name? Uh, that's her now influence. That's her greatest influence, because who's she going to listen to more now when she's married, her husband or her parents? My wife doesn't listen to me at all, so <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how or to the answer. in-laws. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sharon, but, I, I have to use myself as an example here as well, because um, my, uh, my given name is James, and my last name is Johnson. So both names start with the J. Is there anything significant about that? Um, yes. When a last name and a first name have common letters, it's literally saying that your parents and your influence tried to support those qualities and characteristics that are represented by that letter, and therefore it was easier for you to become that way. So, for an example, with the J's, they supported you being smart. They, your environment let you know that, hey, it's okay to be smart. We want you to be able to think outside the box and in the corners of the box and above and below the box and whatever. And so they encourage that. But what's interesting about your name is that it literally says that you have a tendency to be a workaholic and work really hard, but once you're done with work, you make a great couch potato. <laughs> it, also, it also says that you're constantly learning, that you had very deductive reasoning parents. They wanted you to be a logical thinker, and so you took on some of that, okay? Whereas Jason, he has that combination in his first name that you have in your last name, which makes a difference because it says, he is naturally logical and deductive in it reasoning and his thinking ability. By it being in your last name, it also says that you needed to get away from home to really find yourself. Now, that can be done if you went away to college or if you're going to summer camps all the time. But you needed to get away to find yourself so you didn't have too much influence from the parents so you could register what part was them and what part was me. The other challenge in your name, James is that it says that you have self-confidence, but you don't always know your own self-worth. Hmm. Well, she, she pretty much hit you right there. <laughs> right, right. On. I know. I, I think mean, I can go home now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm, well, there's I'm, a lot more. I can literally talk for two hours on a name. What well, all the different things it well, tells And me. I'm sitting there with the name Jason and Conrad is my, my middle name after my father, and then Hawes, H-A-W-E-S. So what would that say when it came down to, to my name? 
Well, it's interesting. Notice how you both have a J-A at the beginning of your name. Mm-hmm. And it is that J-A that says, I have self-confidence, but I don't always know my self-worth. That's where I'm getting that from. Okay? okay. And then you have the O-N, just like um, JV's got it at the end of his last name. Okay? And the O-N means we do things in a logical, deductive, sequential manner. So, Jason, because it's in your first name, it says that's your natural way of doing things. So you would naturally be able to pick up math, music, mechanics, computers, anything that's logical and deductive and that has a step-by-step patterning very easily. Where it comes in JV's last name, it says his parents, his environment, his teachers are trying to get him to do things logically and deductive and in a pattern and in order. Wow. What about somebody or, or people that have a name that sounds the same but spelled differently, like Kristen with an I versus Kristen with an E? Does that make you any difference? read the letters. Now, if a sound comes up that you don't see in a letter, like in the name Zena, you, see, you hear a Z-E-N-A, but it's spelled X-E-N-A. Then you've got to read both the X that you're seeing and the Z that you're hearing. So you would do both. But other than that, if it sounds the same, you're just reading the letters that are there and their placement. So, Jason, to continue with your name, it says that when you go under stress, you get a little bit controlling. People try to take from you what you don't want to give, but you generally have a very good heart and you're looking out for everybody. So what you decide is still very good and rational when you're under stress because you still have that O-N combination in there. Okay? Okay. But but the CO at the beginning is one of the most controlling combinations out there that says, hey, when I'm under stress, we got to do it my way. Because right. my way is going to be right. And 90% of the time it is. So, so yeah. yeah, I can see you want to say well, something about that. No, I mean, <laughs> it, no it's up, funny because JV and I, we, we've been friends, very close friends for so long. And there are, and we, we love each other dearly because we're best of friends. But there are times that we, we do butt heads and we're both very. This is the way it has to be. This is the <laughs> way it has true. to be. And it's funny because we're constantly, but it all seems to work out in the end. And But yeah, all right. So interesting. It is. It's very interesting. So I, before we get any further into this, I just want to kind of emphasize the books here for a second here. Because Sharon, these books are designed to help people do this for themselves, right? Hey, and in honor of being on your show right now, the third book. Uh, know the name and know how to connect is absolutely the ebook is absolutely free now oh, wow. as of Valentine's Day it's no longer going to be free it's going to be seventeen ninety five but your guys can download it for free right now and how do they do that they just go to the website know the name dot com and I think it's on the second page or any of the non first pages and you just click the free e you know ebook button and you get it. Okay. So let's let's venture into middle names here. And again, uh, Jason mentioned his middle name was Conrad. Mine is Vincent. How do these middle names come into play? Okay. So it, middle name is where you go when you're under stress. It also, if somebody believes in past lives, you can read it like that's your immediate past life, and that's why you go there when you're under stress because you had a whole lifetime developing those qualities. So, Jason, your name, that's when you want to take charge and be in control is when you're stressed because you start with that CO, which is, the most controlling combination out there. But like I said, the people whose names start with a CO are right like 90% of the time. So they don't know how to apologize as well, and they don't know how to admit when they're wrong as well because it's, it happens so few times that they don't get enough practice at it. Okay, so when 
when um, JV goes under stress, he thinks about family. He thinks about inclusion. He thinks about how are we going to come out on top. He goes and says, I can turn on my charm, and maybe I can convince everybody to go my way because I'm just so darn charming. And he, he says, but let's consider everybody's viewpoint. And he gets very uh, mechanical or very um, detailed-oriented. You know, all the facts start coming out. We've got to use facts to make our decision. What's interesting is when you're – when you guys are not under stress, your names are so compatible. But the minute you go under stress and you have these middle names, that's where there's conflict. Because both want to be in charge. But I'm just going to tell you, Jason's name says he gets to be the leader. Well, <laughs> let me just clear my throat there. Hang on. <clears throat> Um, I'm I'm a little spooked out right now, frankly. (laughs) This whole thing is kind of spooking me out. Um, And the other thing about middle names and stress, I always thought that was because whenever my mother got mad at me, she used my middle name. So now I have a whole new reason to uh, understand my middle name. (laughs) Right. And what's very interesting, too, is you notice how when our parents, when we're not paying attention and they really want our attention, they use our full name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, And what that does is that grounds us. So if we're airy-fairy, if we're daydreaming, if we're thoughts or somewhere else, you know, focus on something else, the minute our full name is said, it literally, I want to say, slams us into the body full force if we're anywhere daydreaming, and it gets our full attention, and that's why parents know automatically, just say their full name and they'll be with us. So you mean pretty much the first, middle, and last name, because when my when my, par- when my parents would use my full name, yeah. it meant that I was I was Trouble. dead. I was Trouble. dead. There was no way. There was no escape. No matter what I said, I was not talking myself out of this. I was dead. Yeah. I heard my full name being used. I put on a couple extra pairs of pants because oh I knew gosh. what was coming yes. next. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you didn't. You knew. You knew something was coming that wasn't good. Yeah. Um, now, if if these names kind of come with our, I guess, soul as we're uh, being reintroduced to physical form through another birth. Uh, we influence the person naming us. What if they get it wrong? I mean, can they get it wrong? Well, the answer is yes, okay? But they're going to do the best they can. But the soul has a way and life has a way of correcting it. And I will use myself as an example. My mother will tell you that the first full sentence out of my mouth was, you got my name wrong. So I came in with this going, wait a minute. And she called me Sharon instead of Sharon. And I refused to go by it. I said, that's not my name. I'm not answering to that. And I tried every derivation of Sharon I knew. And it wasn't until mom went to a wedding and heard Sharon pronounce Sharon and came home and told me that my whole body vibrated. And literally within three days, I was Sharon. And I said, thank you for correcting your error. You know, and thank you for caring enough to keep looking. And so the soul knows. We just know on some level, and then we go about finding the rightful name somehow. But what's interesting is Sharon and Sharon are spelt the same. So your birth pattern is a blueprint for your life and what's going to happen when and where your focus is and the seven things you came to learn and how to go about that, because all the solutions are in your name, are literally sitting in whatever is on that birth certificate. So that part isn't a mistake, even if how you want to go about those lessons is different, so then you want to change your name. Now, my son is a, is a junior, uh, so he shares my name completely with the junior on the end. Does that mean he's the same person as me? I mean, not obviously no, physically, junior, but... junior changes it, just like if somebody was the third. It would just change it. 
okay, because now you've got this added influence. First of all, Junior's going to have a lot better sense of humor, okay? <laughs> he's also going to be no, more of a He thinks he's funny. I can, I, can, I can guarantee he thinks he's funny. I, I think he's funny. <laughs> so. You know, I mean, I didn't say his humor had to agree with yours. Okay, I just said he has a sense of humor, okay? And then he's got fairness issues which you don't have in your name at all, but he would have it because it shows up in Junior, where he's going to stand up for others and he's going to stand up for himself if he thinks something isn't right and it isn't fair. He also wants to be more in charge and in the leader and more of the boss because he's got those letters now showing up in Junior. So it's going to add some different qualities and characteristics to the mix. Wow, fascinating stuff. We're talking with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She's a nameologist. Her website is knowthename.com. Several books there you can check out. Know the name, know the person. Also know the name, know the spirit, and know the name, know how to connect. Um, If someone was to start, Sharon, with the books, which of the three books do you recommend they start with? The first one, know the name, know the person, because it lets you know um, how to determine someone's personality and their predispositions for that. And then Know the Name, Know the Spirit is for someone's purpose of life, but it doesn't explain the system as well. That's a look-up book, like I just want to know what my purpose in my life is, where the first book explains how to do the entire thing. So the second book builds on it as if you've already read the first one. And then the third one is a standalone, and there's so much information. It's all about how our name instructs us how to communicate with each other. Okay, and and who needs to change, and whose responsibility is if somebody's not getting along, like who's the one in charge? It's just, and what kind of gifts they like, and even from a name, you can tell what kind of sex somebody likes in the bedroom or out of the bedroom, and so, and then um, HR departments hire me, they give me a list of applicants, and they give me the job descriptions, and I narrow it down and say only these would have the potential to have those qualities that you're looking for, and you know, these are the questions to ask because this is what the names are telling me. And so we save them a lot of time. So I jokingly say from the bedroom to the boardroom, names are important and you can determine what you need. Can you tell by observing someone's personality and comparing it to their name if they're using a pseudonym or some other false name? Occasionally. Um, when I really tune in on somebody's name and I'm looking at it, like so. Like occasionally, like when I've been doing name readings for somebody and I really do a lot of prep work before I you know, get them on the phone to talk with them. And, like, different people, I'll say, you know, I think your name is spelt wrong. I think it has two N's instead of one. And that particular person that that happened with went back to her birth certificate and found out that it had been spelt with two N's, and her mom had made a mistake all these years. And so sometimes you can say, you know, something's going on here. It's like you need one of these letters, and I'm not seeing it, and I'm not seeing the influence from the parents. And when they go back and talk, They'll say, oh, yes, well, we changed this last name. It used to be this, or we changed that first name. So sometimes I can pick it up, but I can't guarantee it. So um, we only have a couple minutes before we have to take our top-of-the-hour break, but one of my very good friends uh, from my childhood, we still remain in touch today, um, his name is John. And uh, throughout his entire childhood, up to the point where he and I went to Europe and he needed to get a passport, he had been spelling his name J-O-N. For John, he went and got his birth certificate and realized there was an H in there, um, and he ended up legally changing his name so that it was J O N instead of J O H N. What is the deal there? Does that affect anything? Yes, it does. So that the combination with the H in there says he will always look younger than what he really looks like, or what his age really is. 
So now he can age just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's cursed now like the rest of us. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But it gave him more logic, more reasoning, more practicality. And he's always had a very good memory. And notice how we say that those that start with a J are brilliant. And notice how you're picking brilliant friends to be around so that you don't get bored. <laughs> um. We have, uh, when we start taking calls in the next hour, what are you going to need from people to be able to, to read their name? I need at least the first letter of their last name. The more of their name they give me, the, the more accurate I am. But if I have just the first name and the first letter of their last name, if they want their anonymity, I need at least one letter to drop the first name into. Now, do we have about a minute here. Do the names um, that ch- kind of change uh, based on regional differences, for example, again, the name John, um, you go to Germany, it's going to be Johan. You go to uh, um, Scotland or Ireland, it's Ian. Um, does that make a difference, or is it the same name and therefore the same characteristics will come out? The same, if it's spelled the same, the same characteristics will come out. But again, if you hear a sound that you don't see the letter, then you've got to interpret that letter also. Got it. Okay. Okay. We've got a great program underway. We've got a lot of people already waiting on hold to talk with our guest, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and we'll do that in just a moment. Tomorrow night, we have Carissa Renteria joining the program. Carissa's a practicing witch. She's going to, going to be talking about a higher perspective on magic. Can magic save us from the darkness of the world? And can it save us from the darkness of our own minds? Magic is another healing modality, according to Carissa, and many overlook it thanks to the demonization of witches and warlocks. And then Thursday, we got Lisa Campion on, a psychic and energy healer. We're going to be talking about energy vampires. It's a term, of course, that gets talked about a lot these days. And uh, we all seem to know people that just suck the life force right out of us. Uh, It can be tricky to deal with, let alone if it's a boss, family member, and so forth. And we're going to talk to her about ways of protecting yourself and also how to spot an energy vampire and how to keep yourself from getting drained. Sharon, is there something in somebody's name that might uh, lend you to believe they could be one of these energy vampires, somebody who kind of sucks the life force out of the people around them? Uh, Yes, there are combinations that give that. There's also combinations that tell if somebody's honest or not, if they are a psychopath, if they're honest or basically honest but not around money. Um, There's all kinds of combinations in a name. Um, Tempers, there's four different ways that temper can show up, and it tells you what initiates that temper to come out. There's all kinds of things, even um, sexual predators. It all shows up in a name if you know how to read the name. Wow. Okay. Like I said, our phone lines are busy. So let's get to some of these phone calls. And again, we're going to ask you for your first name, your middle name, and at least your last initial. If you want to use your whole last name, that is up to you. We're not giving cities here. So, um, you know, it's not like somebody can come to your own town. But we are going to go to Rhino, who is in Toronto. It's just that we're not giving cities, but Toronto is a city. So we're we're going to Toronto. Rhino, welcome to the program. Uh, Again, what's your middle name? It's uh, it's Frank actually, but uh, the okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, yeah, hold on. Your yeah. your real your name is Frank. Well, my 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 middle name is Frank, but my first name is Reno. Oh, Reno. Okay, Reno. and spell that for us, just to make sure we have the spelling correct. So it's R I N O. R I N O. So Reno Frank, and what's the first letter of your last name? P, as in uh, Peter. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Reno, you want to be known, and people are going to remember you. Whether you do something good, you do something bad, everybody's going to remember. 
and you really want the truth from people. You have no tolerance for somebody who's dishonest or tells a lie or leaves out some of the facts so that you're not getting the straight picture. You also have quite a rebellious spirit, but you're very organized. You've got a good memory for the things that you're interested in, and if you're not interested, like, who cares if you remember or not? But you're very family-oriented, and, and um, the majority of your lessons come through family. Now, we get our lessons in one of three packages, either finances and resources, or health, or relationships. And you said, you know what, I'm just not going to take any old relationship. I'm going to take the family relationships and people we consider family, and they'll give us our toughest lessons. And so you're here to make the world a better place, but at the same time, don't become Tom Sawyer and get everybody else to do your work for you, (laughs) you know, because people will remember that too. But that's some of what's in your name. Wow, that's awesome. Reno, what kind of name is uh, is? Reno, uh, is uh, where does that come from? I, I think it's an Italian name. I mean, I, I'm Italian, so I think uh, I guess it's like a Dino, Gino, yeah, Nino. Okay. I think <laughs> they went that way with it. Well, terrific. Well, thank you, thank you for your phone call. Um, we appreciate it. When you start reading someone's name, Sharon, what do you look at first? The first vowel in the first name. The first vowel in the first name. Uh huh. Like his is an I. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me the communication style. It gives me how the lessons are learned. It tells me how, uh, what kind of gifts they like. It tells me what their learning style is. It, there's so much information, just that first vowel. And if you just know the first vowel, you know how to communicate with somebody and how to cause someone to want to be your new BFF because you really get them. And that's what the whole book of, of Know the Name, Know How to Connect is all about. It's just those six first vowels that you can have, and it took me 100 pages to explain it all. And so um, I start there, and then I go to the first name, and then I go to the, I mean, the first letter in the first name, and then the last letter in the first name, but I drop all of them into the first letter of the last name to know if there's a twist on it. Okay, let's go to another caller. This is Joseph. Joseph is calling from Kansas. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to the program. Hello. What's your middle name and the first letter of your last name? And then Hyman is my last. Okay. Okay. And, of course, Joseph. Okay. I'm sorry. So, Joseph, you think so differently than everybody else. I'm sure there's been plenty of times when you feel like you just don't fit in, like you're the alien on the planet. Because how come everybody else can think this way and you're thinking differently? You're incredibly smart. You would appreciate it if everybody would just do what they're supposed to do because you don't like to micromanage, even though you like to be very much in charge of yourself. So if you can't be the boss, then you want at least autonomy because you don't like to be told what to do, especially when you think you're smarter than everybody else around. You can see things from other people's points of view, even when you disagree with them. It's really nice in your name. You have balance. You have internal knowledge, intuition that it might have taken you a long time to get you know, used to or comfortable with, but you can also learn from others. But you're really here. You have this beautiful name that says, you're here to lead. You're here to go down the path that nobody else goes down and clear the bushes and everything so we can all follow you. And that's some of what I see in your name. I see. And Joseph, you're, you're a member of the Name Starts with J Club like Jason and I are, so welcome. <laughs> welcome we, to the club. We, we appreciate you having you as part of that. Um, does it matter, Sharon, if somebody has a name, let's use Jamie as an example, whether it's a female or a male using the same name, does that change anything? Nope, doesn't change a thing. Okay. Let's go to Nick. Nick's in Kansas City. Hey, Nick, welcome to the program. What's your middle name and the first letter of your last name? 
How are you doing tonight? First of all, I don't have any middle name because the Nick Omer, this is a name, this is a name uh, after I get my citizenship 20 years ago, I changed my name for that. So do you want me to give you my real, real name or do you want to go with the Nick Omer? I don't know. That was my question. First. Okay, I'm not really sure. So you're saying that you are you have a, a name that you... My, my, I changed my name for Nick Omer 20 years ago. I see. Okay, so what was your birth first name? Okay, that's a good question. My my birth first name was Mohammed. My first letters in a male name it's all I like Austin, and my last name is Mohammed as well, like Mohammed or oh, Mohammed. Okay, thank I you. My name twenty years ago. Yes, you're welcome. So you changed some key aspects of yourself. It's like you wanted to be the boss of a lot of people, and then you said, "I still want to be the boss, but I want to do it differently. I don't want to be bossy while I'm being the boss." <laughs> in other words, I want people to like me while I, and be independent while I'm still being the boss. Um, you also change things from being able to manipulate to get things done, and you changed it so now you can be organized and efficient and get things done. So you're thinking faster on your feet. But, you know, your basic name tells us what you're here to do, and one of the things in your in your birth name was that you're really here to find out and to be on mission and do as much as you can for your understanding of your creator. And that's a core piece of here. And so now um, you're doing it with thinking very quickly on your feet. Again, you want to be in charge of you. But, but dear Nick, what you don't want to do, nobody can make you do. <laughs> that's all in your name. <laughs> oh, my God, that's really awesome. Look like you in my heart already, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> It just tell me who I am, and that's, I'm seeing everything she told me on me already. That's really awesome. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Have a great yeah, night. Thank now. you for the phone call, Nick. Um, speaking of Nick, we have a uh, a regular listener to the program who's just not able to call the program. So um, he has emailed his name to us, and I want to read this one for you, uh, Sharon. It's Nicholas, N-I-K-O-L-A-S, Nicholas Orion French. Okay, so um, he likes to be in charge of himself, and he doesn't want anybody else in charge of him. He is very family-oriented. He loves to be included. It's very important to him that he's included. So let's say he doesn't like bowling. I don't know if he does or not. But let's say he doesn't like bowling, and you and I are going to go bowling, but he's our friend. He wants us to ask him every time, would you like to go bowling with us? Because it's important to him to know that he's included, even if we already know he's going to say no thanks. Okay, so that inclusion is very important. He also likes his independence. He's got a lot of self-confidence. Um, he can, okay, Nicholas, I'm just going to come out with it. When he doesn't get his own way, he can be a little bit of a jerk at times, okay? And he's, um, he's constantly learning from other people. He has to really be careful in his name that when he's under stress, he doesn't put himself in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that other people can make his life a little bit harder for himself. So he's got to trust himself more than the advice he gets from others. There you go, Nick. Again, we appreciate you listening to the show every yeah. night. There you go. Um, okay, let's take a break. We have a lot of people still on hold. And um, stay there. Be patient. We'll get to those calls as soon as we can. And make sure you keep on trying. If the lines are busy, it's 844-687-7669. You listen to Jason and JV Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joha. That's J-O-H-A-W.
Sharon, before we start going to the calls again, I just wanted to ask about nicknames because, you know, again, using myself as, as an example or uh, a caller we just had who had a nickname of Nick, my nickname, uh, you know, that I've used most of my life is Jim versus my given name of James. Um, how does that change things or doesn't it? Um, it does. It simply says that you don't want people to discover that you have self-worth issues. Uh, you'd rather come across very loving and very confident, and you'd like to hide your um, some of the lessons that you're learning. All right, let's go to um, our next caller. This is, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's amazing how some of the interesting names come out tonight. It's Fabiola in New York. Did I get it right, Fabiola? Yes, you certainly did. All right, awesome. What's your middle name and the first letter of your last name? I have two middle names, Patricia, Jessica, last name with the S. S or F? S is in Sam. Great. Thank you. Thank so, you. So you can be very competitive with yourself and with others. Uh, you like to be in charge of you, but you don't need to be in charge of others. You're learning about self-confidence. You're learning about people as a whole. You're more comfortable when you know everything you can about everybody around you. And, um, you know, and then part of your lesson is make sure you don't spill the beans sometimes when you know something that they didn't really want other people to know. You have a great work ethic, a little bit self-confident. Um, I was going to say want to shut down and quit when you're criticized. You know, so part of your lesson in this life is to learn how to stand up for yourself when you think somebody's putting you down. Uh, you're very uh, compliable. It's like if somebody asks you nicely, you like to say yes. But, you know, you don't like it if somebody's not talking to you nicely at all, and that's when you kind of look at them crosswise and whatever. But you're learning how to stand up for you. That's one of the things that you've really come to do. It's very interesting in your name because you have a lot of learning going on and you have a lot of gifts going on. It's like you must have asked the karmic board, can I please have a special dispensation? Because I want to have more than seven lessons in this lifetime because I want to get through everything that I ever have to. Wow, amazing. <laughs> well, thank. Said it all. <laughs> well, thanks for the call. Yes, thank you, Fabiola. Okay, let's. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca's in Denver. That's a pretty common name. Hey, Rebecca, what's your middle name and the my first middle... first letter of your last name? Hi, my my middle name is Sue, and my last name is Starnes. S T A R N S. Okay, so. Um, Rebecca, you're the detective. Everybody comes and gives you all their problems and says, solve them for us, because you're a very good listener and you give generally very good advice. Um, you're very self-contained. It's like you know who you are. You don't have to prove it to anybody else, and people are going to like you, you know. And so it's, it's, you're easy. Do you, have, you have a brain like a lawyer, though, when I'm looking at you. You know, you always want to be at your best. The real challenge in your name is to make sure that you're staying emotionally balanced because every once in a while somebody can say something and throw you off your game a little bit. So you've had to learn over time to not let that get to you. But I'm going to tell you, when you're under stress, you've got a great sense of humor that comes out and just breaks up the stress for everybody. And um, you're working with a lot of people that are stubborn, but they're very smart, but so are you. Your biggest challenge in your name is not taking on other people's stuff that they're telling you about and thinking that you have to help solve it. Instead, since solutions are in the name, you have a discussion with them, you give them your great advice and uh, all your brains and everything, and then you say, uh, what are you going to do next about this? And everybody will understand you're handing their problem back to them so you're not going home and, and obsessing over it some more and what you need to do. 
Uh, do you think I would be a good personality for uh, network marketing? Um, yes, because you're very influential and you can, uh, you know, you can hit people on an emotional level. And network marketing, you always want to sell on the emotional level, not the mental. Mm-hmm. And would it be okay to ask another question? You have time. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, my husband's name is Victor Allen. Um, do you have any insight on that name? Uh, how do you spell his Allen? A L A N. Okay. So he's very family oriented, and most of the time you guys would get along. Um, you have a lot in common, okay? And he's very family oriented. The, the hard part is that when he's stressed, uh, you guys can have misunderstandings. So it's best if you, when he's stressed, you just say, honey, I know you're stressed. I'm going to leave you alone until you're not stressed anymore. And that way you won't have conflict or misunderstandings because that's the only time it really shows up that it would be hard for you. Rebecca, thank you for the phone call. Um, we have just a few seconds here before we have to go to break, but I wanted to ask you because, uh, Sharon, we're talking about kind of personality traits here. Um, how does this translate into be able to kind of maybe not predict but offer somebody a glimpse into their future? Can it do that as well? It can. Um, it's very good at that because it literally tells you what years you're going to be focused on what and what the lessons are for that year. But the solutions also show up in the name. And when there's a lot of time, I mean, like when I'm doing a reading, I go through the seven lessons that they gave themselves, the gifts that they gave themselves to do it, and the easiest way to meet that lesson. Plus, we all have an overarching umbrella of why we're here. And that becomes very apparent also in a name. Okay, if you're on hold, be patient. We'll get to your calls. Uh, Tonight, our guest is Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who's a nameologist. Check out her website, knowthename.com. It's where you can find more information about her books, too. It's There are three of them there. Know the name, know the person. Also, know the name, know the spirit. And know the name, know how to connect. And just uh, quickly, uh, Sharon, know the name, know the spirit. There's a, uh, a divine connection there, right? Yes, there is, because we all have a purpose. And it goes through and literally shows you how you can find out what your seven reasons are, your seven tasks, why you're here. You know, what you came to learn, what you came to share. All right, let's go back to our listener lines. We have a lot of people waiting. Hopefully we can get to everybody. This is Lalania calling from Missouri. Hi, Lalania. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's your middle name and the first letter of your last name? Eileen and B as in boy for last name. Okay, would you mind spelling Lalania your first name for me? Absolutely. It's L-A, capital L-A-N-Y-A. I knew I had it wrong. Okay, thank you. So you're really here to learn how to have self-confidence so you're not overly confident and you're not underconfident. It's like how do you get the balance with your self-confidence so that you're not scaring people because you're so confident and yet at the same time you have enough confidence that you can stand up to anybody else that's there. You really work hard. You work and work and work. Your work comes first. You want to get it done. You like to get your work done before you play. However, you also want to know all about everybody else. So you've got a lot of balance in your name between uh, work and what I call heart, you know, where you're connecting with other people. And it really helps you to feel good when you're able to help other people. And I would say you're very empathic from your name. And that comes more often when you're stressed and you really, you know, you're shifting gears from your brain. You get stressed, you go to your heart, and then you can just feel what other people are feeling and you can really see if they're walking their talk or not. It's a really interesting balance you have 
and you have quite a spiritual journey in here. It doesn't read religion at all. It reads very spiritual, and you made yourself very likable. And you've learned how to compete by using all of your gifts and talents. You know, you're very good at organization. You're very good at the details. You're very good wherever you put your focus. You're really able to accomplish a lot. Great name. Thank you, and wow. Does <laughs> <laughs> that hit home, Melania? Yes, very much. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the phone call. Uh, let's move on. This is Melody. Melody's in Kansas City. Hi, Melody. Hello. What is your Good middle? Y'all. What is your middle name, and what's the first letter of your last name? Anne. P. I'm sorry. What was your middle name? Anne. A N N. Anne. And did you say P as in Paul for the first initial yeah. of your last? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, Melody, you're another one that everybody comes and you solve all of their problems for them, and you are so likable. You can fit in with any group that you want to, and the key is do you want to. You've got it in your name that you have a lot of self-confidence. You know how to take care of you. You know how to take care of everybody else, and you know how to create and manifest that which you want to bring into your life. Um, You have a, a very strong religious core to you so that everything you're doing is based on your understanding of your religion and what is right and what is wrong. And I want to say that everybody just thinks you're an angel walking into the room and you've given yourself so many gifts. You've got healing ability. I don't know if you've explored it or used it, but that's sitting in your name also. Wow. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Makes um, sense to you, huh, Melody? That was, that's a lot. Oh, my gosh. A lot of hits on that. Wow. <laughs> good, good. Well, thank thank you for the phone call. We have to move on. We're going to run out of time here, and I want to fit everybody in. Uh, this is Elizabeth. Elizabeth's calling from New York. Hi, Elizabeth. What's your middle name and the first letter of your last name? Hi. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Oh, um, my middle My middle name, my given middle name is Anne, A-N-N-E, and the first letter of my of my last name, my maiden name is S, but my S. married name is G. Okay, so you had to learn flexibility when you got married. You are very strong, very dynamic. You've got a nice ego in there that just says you can do whatever you want to do. It's very nice. You can stand up for yourself. You're not going to be bending, you know, like the willow and the wind. You're just going to be going forward and creating that which you wish to create. You've got this generosity of heart, Elizabeth, and so other people can take advantage of your time sometime. But you're able to see things from other people's points of view. And you're very organized. I want to say that there's no stopping you once you've made up your mind to do something. Anyway, that's some of what your name says. Wow. Um, There's things that I've accomplished in my life that no one ever thought that I could do, and I did it because... There was nothing I could not do. And so it just reinforced what you said. (laughs) Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. Um, let's see here. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask about nicknames again because I'm a little unsure how that means. When you, when I used myself as an example, um, Sharon, did you say that because I used the nickname, um, that meant that I was trying to kind of avoid letting people understand what some of the, my, my, Given name it doesn't actually meant? diminish what you're doing. It just says that you come across a little differently. And it says, a nickname as a whole says, the birth name is what I'm here for and who I am running underneath. 
but the name I'm going by, which would include a nickname, is how I'm presenting to others. So others wouldn't see clearly, for an example, that you're working on your self-worth. If you're going by Jim, then everybody would think you already had mastered that. And what does it mean that uh, professionally, professionally I use my initials, JV? Oh, it just means that you want everybody to see you as charming, charismatic, and brilliant and forget the rest of the stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the phone lines. This is Robert. Robert's calling from Indiana. Hey, Robert, what is your middle name and the first letter of your last name? My middle name is Keith. Keith? K-E-I-T-H. Mm-hmm. And last name is Crone, K-R-O-H-N. Okay. Okay. So, Robert, are you in charge of something? You need to be in charge of something. Um, you would be great at selling real estate. You would be great at organizing other people to do things. Uh, in management, you'd be really good in that. You have a tendency to be a perfectionist. Um, you're very balanced between the mind and the physicality, and you're here to really explore what's there in the physicality. I want to say you would have a killer sense of humor that's just a little bit off-color, but really funny. Um, you can stand up for what's right, and you make a great leader because everybody benefits when you're the leader. Thank you. That's pretty much got me up right on the button. <laughs> got you figured out, don't we, Robert? We've got it all yes, figured yes, out. <laughs> yes, you got me down. All right. Um, once again, Sharon, these books, the three books, um, they offer a, a guidance for folks who want to start understanding these concepts for themselves. It literally teaches all of it. A lot of my friends have said I should have split them apart and made even more books. And I wanted somebody to get the full picture and all of it in the same book. And that's why the Know the Name, Know the Person is this third edition. As I kept learning more, I kept adding chapters and putting out another edition. And then when I went from the spirit perspective, I did the Know the Name, Know the Spirit. And then just how to connect. It's so important that we understand how to communicate with one another. And that's what caused the small book for somebody who just wants to jump in and see what it's like. And then the book that will come out at the end of the year that I'm working on now is Know the Name, Know the Health, because your health predispositions are also in your name. Now, I thought it was kind of interesting that we had back-to-back callers with the middle name Anne. I know that's not really uh, significant to their individual names, but does that mean anything when that happens? Um, well, I just look at it that Anne is a very common middle name. So's Marie, so's Lynn. And it really shows that they had dedicated themselves in the past life to similar activities. And, you know, and then they brought that forward into this one. And once again, you said that if um, someone wanted to kind of venture down this path and understand what we're talking about by reading your books, that know the name, know the person was the best place to start. Yes, and I also teach classes because it only takes me 15 hours and people can go out and give somebody an hour reading. And so they can take them online or in person. And then this year, I'm starting for the first time the class on from the spiritual perspective, how do you find the seven qualities that somebody's looking for, and, you know, and how do you look at a name from a spiritual perspective. And that workshop is coming up uh, just in two weeks. But the one on Know the Name, Know the Person is coming up in May. And the last time I gave it, some of the people there had already lined up everybody they knew and that used them for their services for anything else to do name readings and said, when I come back, I'm going to know how to do this. And then they were amazed how accurate they were and how pleased everybody was. So you can literally learn it in 15 hours when I'm teaching it. Um, you brought up the term cymatics. Uh, we had uh, Joshua Warren on this program a while ago. We've had him on several times, but he talks often about cymatics. Um, now, that is just uh, what the study of how vibration affects things that it comes in contact with. Is that right? 
Correct, and how it can literally affect your DNA, and your DNA will morph to change it. It's the same thing with bioacoustics when, like, Sherry Edwards won Scientist of the Year in 2001. I believe it was 2001. And literally for her bioacoustics, and depending on what is incorrect in the body or off that's making the body diseasement, um, they can give it certain sounds, and you can heal it if you're just hearing those sounds at the right vibration long enough. And I, think, I mean, it's amazing work. Yeah, it is. And, and I remember uh, Josh Warren talking about this in some great detail that he was doing a lot of experiments and a lot of research into this phenomena and uh, said he was on the verge of uh, some real breakthroughs. So we're looking forward to bringing him back. Um, we have uh, you know just about a minute here, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to let people know. Obviously, we've talked about the website. You've talked about your the books and your, your classes. And, but what else can you tell folks if they're interested in following this? Um, there's a lot of information, 70 pages of just, you know, curiosity information and little hints and, and a lot of research that's done on bestnamemeanings.com. You can also get to that through my main website, which is Know the Name. But it's easy to get a hold of us. We do our very best to answer all emails within 24 hours, my staff and I, and you can reach us at info at knowthename.com. Well, that's awesome, and thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight. It's been such a pleasure, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again at some point. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Sharon. That was pretty amazing. Uh, Again, her name, Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Check out her website, knowthename.com. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Carissa Renteria will be with us. Carissa is a practicing witch. She'll be talking about a higher perspective on magic. Can magic save us from the darkness of the world? And more specifically, from the darkness of our own minds. She talks about the fact that magic is another healing modality that many overlook thanks to the demonization of witches and warlocks. What I wanted to ask her, and I totally forgot, was uh, the fact when you look at somebody before you even know their name, and you mm-hmm. and you see somebody, and you're like, ah, that that guy looks like a Ted, or that guy looks like a David, mm-hmm. and then the name's not that. <sighs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was just watching, uh, I watch Friends a lot, and the episode where Chandler didn't like his name. And wanted to change it to something, and he kept saying, "I want to be Clinton." And they're like, "Ah, you don't look like a Clint. You can't pull. You can pull off Gene, but not Clint, or, you, or, or Earl, but not Clint." But it's true. People have a certain look, and I don't know if the name makes the look. Or the look makes the name. It's just the way it works. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely it's a tough one when it comes down to that. But uh, Thursday, we've also got uh, Lisa Campion on, psychic and energy healer. We're going to be talking about energy vampires, which is a term that gets talked about a lot these days. Uh, and we all seem to know people who just tend to suck the life force right out of us. And it can be tricky to deal with them, especially when they're your boss or your family member or somebody like that, somebody that you just can't get away from. So uh, she's going to tell us best ways to spot an energy vampire, how to keep yourself from getting drained, and, and just also how to deal with somebody on that kind of a situation. So Yeah, if, if that's somebody that you have to deal with every day, it can be, it can be debilitating. It can be draining. It can make, you, um, you know, make it impossible to get the things you need to get done, done. Well, kind of like I was for the first three seasons of Ghost Hunter, <laughs> but we won't get into that. But uh, hey, if you haven't yet, make sure you head over to uh, facebook.com slash beyondrealityradio. Like that Facebook page for us. Then head to beyondrealityradio.com. You can find all the stations we are on across the country that list is constantly being updated. 
Uh, we're adding more stations all the time. Actually, we're getting ready to add a, a few more this week. So, uh, and, uh, so check that list often. You can also download the free smartphone apps, uh, Android and uh, iPhone, which allow you to listen live, catch past shows, and join the online chat and more all on the go. Or any night we're live, feel free to just click the Listen Live button right there on the website or Listen Live in Chat. And you can listen right there from the website while uh, doing whatever. If you download the show from iTunes or anywhere else, just take two seconds and rate it for us. It really helps us out, and we greatly appreciate it. That's going to do it for us tonight. You're listening to Jason and JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll catch you all tomorrow. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by JV Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.